the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm folks, I'm glad that you're joining us tonight on this wonderful and beautiful night that the Lord has made. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, so tell me all about it. How are you doing? Hey, I got a story to tell. We had two young men come up to the table. And uh, so I went over to him and I asked, uh, would, you, uh, would you like some prayer? And the young man said, yeah, I'd like some prayer. And I said, good. And he said, I'm from Iran. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Are you a Muslim? And he said, yes. I said, well, I need to tell you that we're Christian, so when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. He says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he called his, butter, brother, his buddy over and and uh, said, he needs prayer, too. And so I said, are you a Muslim also? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, I am just, just told him that uh, we're Christian, and when we pray for people, we pray in Jesus' name. Is that okay with you? And he says, yeah. So I got to pray for two Muslim men out there on Saturday. <laughs> Praise God. You know, and, and, and you know what? I am thrilled. I'm jump, jumping out of my shoes here, Pastor Ed, because um, we're a team. That's right. And, and we are such a team that when, when Ed was there and I was listening to the conversation, and not all of us are called to pray for everybody at each, at each time. I mean, all of us are praying for folks. But you had the calm, and you were just so loving and gentle. But I got in and was able to place some hands on those two men, mm-hmm. and they had no idea what I was praying for, but I was praying for you. But God really wrapped us up. There was there was there was more going on this past week at the park, I think, than we ever saw. And I can't wait to share another story. No, you're absolutely correct. That that was a wonderful uh, weekend. Um, the matter of fact, uh, the police gave me a call that day before, and they wanted to do a field interview with a couple that came in from Missouri, and they said that they wanted to know how they were. If we were going to place them into a hotel or not. And uh, the police said, um, "said Would you do a field um, interview with them, John?" And I said, "I would love." To to. So they met us out there. They, I said, um, are you this certain, certain person? And they said, yes, we are. And had a long talk, did a little investigation with them, talked to them a lot about it. And what was good about it is that we did get them into a program that they're going to maybe be all off the streets. Well, they should be off the streets for a couple months and then maybe get into a housing uh, program that they have and get them into their own home. So they were really happy. She was um, ex- 
static she was just you know holy spirit was touching her and she just had tears of flowing and she just said we have never been helped like the way we're being helped now and that just brings joy to our heart it's you know and i give all glory to god yes amen you know i i can't agree more there brother john um when you were explaining to this couple as you interviewed and you were speaking to the officer um you were saying hey listen i wish i could do more and this woman she stood there and she just cried. She said, no, you've told us more and have done more for us than anybody else out there. So I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I've been, I've been sharing that story um, all week. I'm very proud of, of uh, you um, and how God's using you. Praise God. I know you don't need no glory, but I was very proud. I just felt really uh, very encouraged that we were able to help these folks more than anybody else out there. You know, I thank that by giving more, you know, I give all the glory to God. But just mm-hmm. due to the fact is that um, he's the one that led me down this path. I, and I would have never thought that I would ever been in this homeless, you know, in, the, in this ministry. And I'm just so glad that I, I was, I, that he did choose me for it because the blessings are there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me very humble in a lot of sense. It makes me very grateful for a fact that I really enjoy, you know, I'm almost here trying to hold back my tears. I'm sorry, folks, if my voice is getting a little cracky here, but it makes me very humble to think that, you know, what I have, I don't take for granted because mm-hmm. I know it's just um, people are living paychecks to paychecks. And it's just uh, that time. It's just that that thing that's happening now in this world. So, but we know what we can rely on, and that is the man Christ Jesus. And that, you know what? I always said, Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. And, you know, whenever I start to worry, I say, you know, what God, Jesus taught us something about that, said, hey, what is worrying going to do? Is it going to add you another day of your life, or what was it going to ha- help in here? And we all have to go through that. And that's the topic I have today that I want to talk about. It's not so much about worry. It's about what are your responsibility. And so um, I know what we were talking about last week about values. And, and values play a very, very important part of our life. It helps us in our choices, but also our responsibility. And I got some. I'm going to start us off tonight, folks. And, it's, um, and, and with uh, Matthew. 25 verse uh chapter 25 verse 23 and this is what um jesus is saying the master says well done and good and faithful servant you have been faithful in handling this a small amount so not so now i will give you many more responsibilities let's celebrate together and you know if we're faithful in the little stuff God is going to bless us with greater stuff. Amen. And 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 that all t- that all stems from what our values are. First I'll say what our choicing is from our values and then to our responsibilities. And um as I was sitting there I wrote down this. And this is what I wrote. If you are faithful in small things, God will trust you with greater responsibilities. And I can back this up. And you know what? And I and I I and this is what I wrote about responsible people. Um, they're responsible people admit their wrongs. You got to know when you're wrong and to let others say, hey, look, you know what? I might have been a little, I was, I was wrong in this and be humbled. And God teaches mm-hmm. that for a reason. And in First Chronicles 21.8 was a scripture that was led to, my, led to me. And that one was, and then I'm going to read that. It's in Chronicle, First Chronicles 21, verse 8. Then David said, to God, I have sinned greatly by taking this census. Please forgive my uh, guilt for doing this foolish thing. 
here here a man is very humble and letting God know where he done wrong. And you know what? I think that's one of our hardest things to do. I think it's pride. You know, um, either you're afraid to come up and say that you're wrong or pride takes effect and say, you know what? I can justify this because it wasn't me that made me say that. It was because this person or that or this thing happened or that. We got to admit to our wrongs. And I think that's one of the very first responsibilities that we should take. I can go on from there. I wrote down on um, another one here. People are responsible for their decisions. And that's about Christ, too. And, you know, because we have decisions to make. Either someone comes at us at a, a bad way, we can react or we can hold it back and, and give them kindness and love. I know it's hard, but that's a part of growing. And I took that scripture out of John 3. 18 and 19. So I'm going to go there in John 3, 18 and 19. I wrote, this is what it was. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. So, you know, that was one of the things I wrote there. People are responsible for their decisions about Christ. So God has given us a choice to say, hey, you know what? Either I believe or I don't. And I love about the, the, the Bible. The Bible is so well intertwined that I can go from Genesis all the way to Revelation, mm-hmm. and I can see Christ all the way through there. So, folks, um, I don't know if that's meant for anybody, but that's definitely what it is, and I love the way it is. There's no other book in the world that can do that. Um, I have another one here. It's responsible, responsible people know their abilities and li- um, limitations. I think that's a very another thing that comes to ministry. I think that you, it's a calling, first of all. I'm, I know God calls us out for, you know, uh, for a ministry. But you got to know your abilities and your limitations. You know, I know when I get over my head, I have to take time and go ask for someone who has more experience than I do. But the gracious thing about that, God has given us a choice to sit there and to do that. It's it's a grow thing. It's, again, that God is growing us and teaching us. So responsibilities are put onto us to see if we're going to grow or not, folks. So that one I have for Acts uh, 6, and that would be 1 through 7. But I don't think I'm going to read all of it. I'm just going to give you a couple of, about your abilities and um, limitations. And it says, I'm going to start here and... I think I'll start it in verse two, and it says so the twelve were uh, so the twelve called a meeting of all the believers, and they said, "We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running uh, running a food program." Interesting. And so brothers select so the brothers selected seven men who were well respected, and and all were filled with the spirit with wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. And, they, and then we, the apostles, can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. And so they went on to talk about who they were going to elect in that. So which which kind of interesting is, again, it's our responsibilities. It's our, our, it's our, our abilities that we know that God gives each and every one of us to use, mm-hmm. utilize that. So in my last at least, I wrote down for responsibilities was people are responsible for their own actions. Again, I think that's a great one because 
uh, we always like to blame others that make us to do certain things. Well, I wouldn't act that way if you had not said that, or I wouldn't act this way if you and came at me this way. I think when we're put in a, a level like that with God, I think it's a God's way of showing us another step to over be an overcomer because that's what we're set here on the earth to do is overcome so folks what i'm trying to say is that i grow all the time and i have to think about the choices i have made and the responsibilities that i have and and i'm going to sum this one up in james 1 13 through 15 because i think this one really sums it really nice about it and it goes on and says and remember when you are being tempted do not say, God has tempted me. God has never tempted me to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So I was just showing here where I felt that God was leading me and teaching me and things because it is trying in times. I know I get tried. We, well, we see that at the park sometimes. Uh, somebody will be really agitated, and we got to remember what their lives are at and where they're at, and same with others. Maybe we don't know why they're upset. Maybe they, maybe we were the last straw, and they were actually just taking it out on us, and they didn't mean to, but it's just the way it is. So, you know, um, folks, it's something to remember and to, to guide us along and to help us. And, guys, I'm curious to see where God took you in this scripture. So, so um, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Blaine. Yeah, I, yeah we, we, all three of us, we get here in this uh, radio show and we, we think, well, I wonder where our brothers are going to go with this. And um, praise God, he always puts it together. Um, you know, I did mention to that couple uh, that, that were so hungry for the Bibles, uh, back to that praise <clears throat> report. Um, they wanted to know who, who do we serve? You know, we're called to be a light. And when people see that we're loving and sharing, um, they want to know, who. well, who's our God? And that's where we get to point them to Jesus Amen. and the Word. They grabbed those Bibles. like It's like they were clinging to those Bibles when they left. And, of course, I got a chance to share with them uh, to take them to the place they were going. But, um, you know, as we look at today, folks, what is your responsibility? And I just believe um, it, I'm always trying to sum things up, but we're, we're, we're our responsibility is and we're called to serve and to love. But I want to go over um, a, a scripture that's in the book of Matthew, and it's going to be verse chapter 22, verse 34 through 40. And uh, then I have another one. But I want you to listen to this. Um, we're all called to different things, but... Uh, we all have responsibilities, uh, and I think this sums it up. So here we go. Um, I'll start in verse 34. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he, being Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great com commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So you know what, folks? If, if we have a relationship, which we do, if you're listening to this radio show, if you don't know Jesus, please get in touch with you. We'd love to share him with you and his living word. But, folks, we're part of the body of Christ, and we're called to love our Lord, our God, with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbors ourselves. And you know what, guys? When we do that, that's all we're doing. And then God brings this fruit as we're called to whatever ministry you're at, whether it be your neighbor, your family, your friends, 
your work, people at school, whatever it might be, if we're loving our God and we're loving people like ourselves, he produces the fruit, as we learned a long time ago about the vine and the branches. Um, our Lord Jesus Christ and that power of that Holy Spirit that he's given us, they will, they will open these doors, and we get to share those uh, on a weekly basis here on the radio as we see God working and moving. So I've got one more scripture that I want to share, and uh, it's, it's the last book, I'm told, that uh, Paul the Apostle had written to his protege, his counterpart. He was handing off the baton to um, who we call Timothy. So in 2 Timothy, um, this is what Paul had to say to his protege, to his he trained him up for so long, and um, I think this is, if I'm ever on a deathbed and I've got the opportunity, I'm going to read this to my kids, and here it is, one. It says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will endure. They will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, um, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. But you, be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. So. Um, that scripture, guys, that scripture means so much to me. It's, it's part of the depths of my soul. Um, this is what Paul was, was encouraging Timothy to do. Do the work of an evangelist. Wherever you are called, do it. Love your Lord, your God. Love your neighbor. And he's going to produce this stuff. He's going to give you the power. He's going to open the doors. And like I say, we get to watch it on a daily basis. Praise God. Amen on that. It's so true. And uh, it's the greatest thing about it is... Um, watching that happen with others and directing them. Ed was a great weekend, might have been. Yeah. Ed, I know that you have uh, your scripture in mind. Yeah, I kind of want to follow up. You talked about uh, everything we do is by God, and, and, and that's true. Uh, God called us, but I think what God called us to is a partnership. Mm-hmm. We are the hands and feet of God, and he directs what we should do. One of his biggest things that we're responsible for that he lays on us is our relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, he can bring people to us, but how you treat them is is up to us, and he's given us that responsibility. I'm going to be in James chapter 1, uh, starting in verse 19 all the way to 27. I'm not going to do it all, but uh, it'll be in that section. So verse 19 says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen slow to speak, slow to get angry. So there he lays out our responsibilities uh, in our relationship with people. Uh, we are responsible to listen, not just to others, but to God. Mm. You know, when we're out there in the field, we need to listen Absolutely. because people are telling us things. And one of the things I've found that the people really enjoy out there is the fact that somebody's willing to sit down and listen to them. Mm. Uh, they're they're just kind of ignored even among themselves. So when you take the time to sit down with an individual and listen, it's important to them uh, that we hear. And then when we find things that we can do to help them, just like you was talking about that one, nobody is ever 
treated them like like you had mm-hmm. and uh and that's the kind of thing we get when we're in this partnership with with jesus we listen to these people we hear their needs and we do what we can to fulfill it um and but we also need to need to listen for god and i think that's probably more important than listening to people because if we're listening to god he's the one that's going to direct us into these situations Second thing, it says we are responsible to speak with caution. Mm. We can destroy people with our words. We can make people's yes. lives great with our words. We can encourage people. I think of the story, and I can't even remember where the story come about, uh, a man who was getting ready to commit suicide, if I remember the story right. Anyway, they began to talk to this man about why he was so depressed about things, and it turns out he grew up with his mother and father calling him stupid and you're not worth anything, and so he developed this attitude that he was worthless and destroyed the man's life. Who knows what he could have done if he had, mm-hmm. done if he had been encouraged. So we carry life and death in our words. And we need to be really careful how we approach people. We need to be careful how we help people. Uh, I know as a pastor, we do, we do, uh, we do uh, funerals and things, and and we have to learn to be compassionate with people. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was always told is is when uh, when. You've suffered something like somebody else. You don't say, oh, I know how you're feeling, because you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You don't. You can say, I understand because I've been there, but you don't know how they're feeling because everybody right. feels something different. Uh, so we're to speak words of caution. We're to speak words of encouragement. We're to speak words that lift people up and bring them out of their depression or bring them out of whatever crisis they're in. The second thing he said, or the last thing he says, is we are to represent uh, or be responsible for our anger, and we must be a forgiving people and not hold grudges. You know, <clears throat> there's there's a holy righteousness, and and uh, when I when I start trying to find out what a holy righteousness is, because it says we have no holy righteousness, we mm. wear the cloak of Christ, mm. His cloak of holy righteousness and in what i've come to the conclusion is that holy righteousness is when you're you can get angry holy anger is what i've been saying not righteousness but but the holy anger is when we get mad at a situation but not at people we get maybe upset at their action i think of jesus when he went into the temple and cleaned the the money changers and all of them he did it wasn't a personal thing to the individuals it was the fact they were they were abusing the temple mm-hmm. and so I, I i've come to the conclusion that when you have holy anger it's not anger against someone it's anger against maybe what they're doing because of the results mm-hmm. and um, and so we need to be very careful about our anger and how we get upset at people but those, I think, are our responsibilities on a personal level. And uh, so uh, we need to be very careful how we handle people. We need to be cautious. We need to be uh, uh, gracious to people. You know, God God is full of grace. So we need to be full of grace as well. Amen on that. You know, I, I tell you, guys, the time goes by so quick here. 
God is just, you know, I love it when we get together because, folks, we don't know what each other one is going to share on. We just get the topic about it, and then we go from there. And I just love to hear how the Holy Spirit um, just talks to everybody. So, you know, folks, I hope this was uh, helpful for you. I know it's an encouragement to me. Um, it's a growing thing. But most of all, um, I'm just so happy to be here to be the service of God, and I'm sure hoping that you will definitely be in a ministry if you're not. Figure which one that God wants to lead you into and do it because you're going to really see things there. It's going to help you to grow, but you're going to be giving back to others. Guys, would you like to say anything before I come to the ending on the show? I'd like to comment on uh, Pastor Ed's um, just being being in, to encourage one another. You know, if the Bible tells us to encourage one another daily. If we, being believers, have our eyes set on our Lord Jesus Christ, who we call Lord, and we're focused on heaven, then we are in a place where we can encourage others. And if we don't, folks, who will? Absolutely. If we're not encouraging somebody, if we're not telling them to get back up, tie your shoes, pull those pants back up, let's go back out there and do it again, you fell down. If we can't encourage those and be positive, then who will? So I just want to encourage all of us and say, hey, let's 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 encourage one another. You know what? Uh, let's do that as uh, to the folks out there. Let's uh, let's have you. It's uh, it's all. Let's see what we can do all this week and see if we can encourage another person. And let's see what God gives back to us and encouragement. So this ought to be really because if you bless others, God's going to bless you. I know this for a fact because God has been a blessful and a provider so you know gosh we're at that end um i just want to give a shout out to our sponsors i want to thank uh goodwill hey kim and anna thank you guys very much for helping us um clothe the homeless out there and we want to give um javier over sombreros hey javier love your food but thank you for bringing that food to them to the homeless and i'd like to say a shout out to uh tim and jeremy over skyline hey guys i appreciate you helping us out with the homeless and pastor steve foresight over there at delcon westland church hey steve we really appreciate your help so guys um this has been a great night uh folks i hope that god will enrich you and let's we'll see how we can encourage others may god bless you and good night Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.